Hello. <clears throat> Sorry. Hello. Today we are going over storyline 12, which is Israel demands a king. And uh, um, this is split up between 1 Samuel 8 through 9 and 12 through 13. Um, but I am not going to read all of that. I'm going to just read 1 Samuel 8. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as Israel's leaders. The name of his firstborn was Joel, the name of his secondborn was Abijai, and they served at Beersheba. But his sons did not follow his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said, you are old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them up, out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are doing the same to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know what their king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. Samuel told all the people the words of the Lord who were asking him for a king. He said, this is what the king will reign over you will claim as his rights. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses. He will run, they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, others to plow his ground and reap his harvest, still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. Your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king that you have chosen. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we'll be like all the other nations. We will, with the king to lead us and go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people had said, he repeated it before the Lord. The Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. Then Samuel said to the Israelites, everyone go back to your own town. This um, lesson has a lot to point out to us. First of all, if we remember, Samuel was in the temple with Eli when he was a child. 
and Eli's sons didn't listen or honor God. They um, they did some pretty bad things, and it, it says here that the people came to Samuel and said, "You are old, and your sons do not follow your ways." So, according to the laws of sowing and reaping, if we sow judgment on others, we will reap that. Um, it comes to show that uh, seeing, I mean, it would be hard to see what was happening and not make a judgment. I know in my human self, I do that very easily. Um, and so it, it, it it's important to try to think about areas especially when we're making the judgments, but even later when the Holy Spirit points out to us areas where we've made judgments to others, where we're seeing those consequences come out to play and we're reminded, oh, this is like that situation I saw this person in and I thought this about them. That's a time we can repent and and come to you and, and um, stop that line of sowing and reaping of that bad seed that we sowed of judgment from continuing on in our family line. So that's one thing to see in this story. Another thing is that the people were rejecting um, God. Samuel was hurt and displeased and God knew that so he told him like it, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. There's oftentimes we might feel rejected by others, and it's really not that they're rejecting us, but we need to know that they're rejecting God. When we're in the workplace and we're standing up for God's ways, um, you know, we live in a, in a broken world, so of course, they're going to fight against God's ways and reject us, or reject him. And just as Jesus said, too, you know, uh, it's they're never going to treat the servants better than the master. So if they're going to beat and kill him, we, we shouldn't expect any better. Like, there will be troubles. Um, but I know that for me, it's easier handle when you know that it's nothing personal. Um, oftentimes when if I got rejected in something and I knew I was doing something God had called me to, <coughs> sorry, um, that meant that uh, I took it very personally. And when I take things personally, you kind of get in that cycle of being a victim and, and it's hard to move forward. Um, whenever God reminded me in some of those times that, you know, it wasn't me they're rejecting, it was him. It took the focus off me. It put him on him, which is where it's supposed to be. And I wasn't no longer going through that cycle of being a victim, but being able to pray for those, uh, those that were rejecting him. 
ask for forgiveness for them, ask that their eyes be open to what God was wanting to do in their lives and, and in the situation. The last thing that I want to point out here is that God gave the people what they wanted. They wanted a king. Um, They wanted to be like the others. And we can see this even early on um, when they first left Egypt. They were wanting something similar. And God talked to them many, many times about it. That even whenever, um, before Moses left, they gave a warning saying, like, you will have kings in the future. And beware of the one that, um, I forgot exactly how they worded it. But they basically read out the list kind of like they did here. Um, but they gave very specific things about this this one king um, to be aware of. And it, it ended up, uh, from my understanding, it ended up being Solomon. Um, but, oh, that he would marry uh, many, I think that was it. Yeah, that he would end up marrying many queens, uh, women of other religions. And you do see the the start and fall of <coughs> the righteous kings for Israel and the the bad kings. That division kind of starts after Solomon. Uh, well, first the bad kings, then there was a few sprinkled righteous ones in there. Anyways, um, the people were so blinded by what they want, even when God told them the bad things that were going to happen. They still just chose what they wanted instead. And that's something to think of uh, when when we're at work or even in our personal lives. Are we being so blinded by what we want we're not listening to God? I know there's times when he's kind of said to me, like, Andrew, you can have this, but uh, it's not going to be, you know, the best thing for you. Now, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And I would always use that as the excuse of, like, well, he's not saying no, so that means yes, I should go ahead and do it. Um, That's how I rationalized it. But it it never ended well when I did that. Um, And I know that those were opportunities um, of testing for me to choose the right way to choose him. And I chose to go my own directions in those. So something to look at is God always gives us a way out. And He um, he's a very gracious God. And also oftentimes will show us the consequences of what will happen if we go forward with this. And it might not be a direct saying, but he shows us in our his word, nothing is new under the sun, as it says in the Bible. So every story that's in the Bible can be applied to us now, and that similar consequences will happen. So whenever we're dealt with a situation, we, 
you know, should seek him first, acknowledge all our ways before him and he will make our path straight. And the, the question is, is are we seeking him first? Are we acknowledging him in all our ways? Are we letting him make our path straight? Or are we just focused on what we want? And even though he is pointing out to us what's going to happen when we go that route, um, we choose not to listen to him and say, give us, you know, give us a king. We want a king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles instead of you. We trust a human. We trust someone else ruling over us instead of you. Um, it's just something to think about. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for speaking to us through this word for showing us examples of what it's like to um, reap of bad seeds we've sowed, of what it's like uh, for judgments on others, for what it's like to desire to have something that's different than what you want for us to have, and also what it's like to take something personally when it's really about something bigger than us. I ask Holy Spirit that you speak to each of us in our hearts and show us these areas that we need to repent of, that we need to give to you, and areas where we can focus more on you. And if there are blinders there, I ask that you remove them so that we have you at the forefront of our of our lives. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.